We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. College football final. We got... uh... D2, D3, as we get closer and closer to the end of the regular season, we'll uh, get you up to date on the playoff picture. A couple of guys are going to be joining us. Pat Coleman, D3Football.com later in the hour. Matt Woodwicky, D2Football.com, as we try and get in to focus the area teams that have a shot at the NCAA playoffs. Jonathan Lowe is standing by to look at the Big Ten and the top 25 scoreboard. Right now, let's get into the game reports to the MIAC. Uh, St. John's remains unbeaten. They hosted St. Scholastica on a lovely day at Clemens Stadium in Collegeville. And uh, Ryan, all Johnnies today. It was, Steve. 11 different Johnnies scored a touchdown, two of which were on the defensive side of the ball. An 81 to nothing win today over St. Scholastica. Another beautiful, sun-drenched uh, Clemens Stadium, picturesque day. Uh, the Johnnies recorded 643 yards of offense, including 363 on the ground at a rate of 7.7 yards per carry and set a program record with 41 first downs in the victory. Quarterback Chris Backus, a senior from St. Cloud Tech, made his first collegiate start and finished 14 of 16 passing for 155 yards and four touchdowns. One of the incompletions was a drop pass. SJU's new backup quarterback, sophomore Cooper Downs, was 8 of 8 passing for 125 yards and a touchdown. The Johnnies travel to face Carleton next Saturday in Northfield, while St. Scholastica returns home to host McAllister. All right, very good, Ryan. Thanks so much. Ryan Klinkner from St. John's, Clemens Stadium in Collegeville. And here are the scores one more time in the MIAC on this final Saturday in October. Concordia beat Augsburg 44-21. We hope we're going to hear from Jim Sella up in Moorhead. As you heard from Ryan, St. John's beat St. Scholastica 81-0. They're unbeaten. Gustavus bounces back after losing to the Johnnies last week. They went on the road at Carlton 24-9. And Bethel wins at St. Olaf 35-14. Let's get over to the Northern Sun. Augustana having a great year. And... Uh, they get a big win at home in Sioux Falls today, taking down Winona State. Jeff Filling was their longtime voice of the Augustana Vikings. And a great game, a great day weather-wise in Sioux Falls. 60 degrees, Steve, and a beautiful yeah. sunny day. And the Vikings won 38-20. They jumped out to a 17 nothing lead, and Winona scored two touchdowns in a matter of two minutes and 25 seconds to make it 17-14 at half, but Augustana scored three third-quarter touchdowns to make it 38-20. Had 353 yards in total offense, 
and the nation's leading run defense held the Warriors to 49 yards rushing on 28 carries today. Winona ended up with 296 yards in total offense, and Chaska's Sean Engel with four catches and a touchdown. That's his 11th receiving touchdown of the year. Augustana now with 10 straight home wins over the last two years in one game, and that is the second longest streak in the country. They're now 8-1. and Winona State is now five and four and Tom Sawyer's last year one of the great guys in coaching in his 25th year at Winona. The Vikings will be at Duluth next week to face the seven and two Bulldogs. Yeah and a huge game for Augustana certainly uh, division two playoff hopes are alive for the Augustana Vikings and a win in Duluth would go a long way for that. Yeah, right now they're uh, ranked number one in the region. If they went out, they would have a first-round bye if they stayed number one. But, uh, you know, Duluth is tough. It's a tough place to play, and they come off a big win today against Minnesota State Moorhead. So should be a great game. Yeah, and the good news is, Jeff, uh, the weather is going to be good next week. Uh, the long-range forecast, uh, you know, cool but dry, and, and that will be a big advantage. Thanks, I didn't Jeff. know you were a weatherman. I didn't know you were oh. a weatherman, Steve. I thought Mike Lynch was the weatherman. Well, he, he, he <laughs> retired now, and and I'll tell you what: the older I get, the more I care about the weather. I'll tell you that. I would. I agree a hundred percent because I hate. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Thanks, Steve. Yeah, take care, Jeff yeah. Filling, longtime voice of the Augustana Vikings, and uh, they're in the driver's seat right now as they get a big win over Winona State, thirty-eight twenty. Bemidji State beat Southwest Minnesota State, forty-eight fourteen. Mary beat Concordia St. Paul, forty-two seventeen. In Bismarck, Sioux Falls win around the road at Minnesota State, forty-five thirty-five. Hope to get a report on that one. Northern State wins at MSU Moore, had thirty-three to twenty-seven. UMD wins at Minot, thirty-four twenty-one. And Upper Iowa gets their first win of the year, knocking off Wayne 42-41 in overtime in the WIAC. Lacrosse beat Stevens Point 56-3. River Falls beat Platteville 31-28. River Falls having a nice year. Number three, Whitewater beat Eau Claire 48-6. And Oshkosh and Stout playing late, and it is a final. Oshkosh beat Stout 43-36 in a wild one in Menominee, and uh, St. Thomas got the W in the Pioneer League, beating Marist on a lovely day in St. Paul, 27-7 at O'Shaughnessy Stadium. Let's jump back to the MIAC. St. Olaf hosting Bethel today. Michael Abdallah joins us, and uh, the Bethel Royals stay on track uh, for a rematch with St. John's in the MIAC. They sure did. Bryce Kunkel ran for four touchdowns, and Jaron Rosti threw for 307 yards. As the nationally ranked Bethel Royals picked up a 35-14 win this afternoon in Northfield. Kunkel ran for the game's first three touchdowns, and Rosti ran for another to help the Royals to a 28-0 lead in the third quarter. Trailing by four scores, St. Olaf made it interesting with a three-yard touchdown run by Jordan Embry late in the third quarter and a 99-yard interception return by Tate Sauerwein early in the fourth. But Bethel answered right back with another touchdown run by Kunkel after Sauerwein's pick six to put the game out of the reach. Rosti was 21 for 29 for 307 yards and ran for 58 yards in the score for Bethel. And Kunkel carried the ball 16 times for 73 yards with his four touchdowns. Embry fell just four yards short of his fifth 100-yard game of the year on the ground for the Oles, carrying the ball 23 times for 96 yards and a touchdown. With the win, Bethel improved to 7-1 and 5-1 and in conference play, and they wrap up the regular season 
at home against Augsburg next week. St. Ole fell to four and four and three and three in the MIAC before they finish up the regular season at Gustavus next Saturday. All right, very good, Michael. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. All right, there he is, Michael Abdallah, once again joining us from St. Olaf. It is 514. It is college football final. And we have been away from the scoreboard for far too long. The Big Ten, the top 25. Jonathan Lowe is standing by. He does a phenomenal job. And we're going to bring in Jonathan Lowe. Huge game in East Lansing. Michigan State knocks off Michigan. Uh, what else do you see out there, Jonathan? I see a whole lot, Steve. There's a whole lot going on today. This is a big day across all of the country because we have a lot of these games, a lot of these teams with good records. Even though they're not, they may not be ranked, they have good records. And because they have all these good records – we're going to see some some changes in the standings in a lot of these conferences, not just the Big Ten, not just the power conferences, but a lot of these these teams that are trying to maybe maneuver for that New Year's Six Bowl out of the group of five conferences. So we'll continue to follow that as we continue through another Saturday of the fall, y'all. College football here, there, and everywhere, and we get it rolling in the Big Ten, where a lot of eyes were focused today because of a couple of big games. But we start with a big game in Evanston, Goldie Gopher looking like they're going to get to 6-2, and two, their fourth straight win after the loss to Bowling Green. They lead Northwestern midway through the fourth quarter, 34-7, just scored. Marquis Irving just scored on a long touchdown run, and the Gophers are in control in the Chicagoland area. Also happening right now, fourth quarter early on, it is in Lincoln, Purdue, trying to get to 5-3, and three, trying to not take their second straight loss after the upset to Iowa. They lead Nebraska 21 to 17 again. That one's early in the fourth. Finals from earlier today. Maryland ends their three-game losing streak as they take down Indiana 38 to 35 the final there. Number 9 Iowa has now lost two in a row after their 6 and 0 start. They lose at Camp Randall to Wisconsin 27 to 7 that 20 I believe 28 game streak where teams could not score more than 24 against that Iowa defense. Now at is over, and the game of the day, number eight, Michigan State, number six, Michigan in East Lansing. Kenneth Walker III went off and had a day, 23 carries, 197 yards, five touchdowns as Michigan State comes back from 16 down in the second half to win 37-33 and get to 8-0 and on the season. Coming up later this evening, we have – I'm sorry, there were a couple other games that I missed earlier, and I apologize about that – uh, Rutgers gets back to even Steven on the year. They're 4-4 four and four after winning in Champaign against Illinois, 20-14 to 14 the final. Number 5, Ohio State. Number 20, Penn State. They will duke it out later on this evening in Columbus. Now to the top 25 scoreboard. We're in the third quarter. We're late there in Eugene. Number 7, Oregon having... Their way with Colorado, they lead 45-14. to 14. The Ducks trying to get to 7-1 and one on the season. Oklahoma is trying to stay undefeated and go to 9-0. and oh. They are having an easy time of it. Same score, 45-14. The number four Sooners leading Texas Tech early in the fourth quarter. In Jacksonville, number one Georgia continues to impress, especially on defense. The Dogs are beating up on Florida 27-0. Again, they are shutting out Florida. This would be their third shutout of the season if they can hold on over the last nine minutes or so, and they look to stay number one and get to 9-0 and on the season. 
Number 13, Wake Forest, they're trying to stay undefeated late in the third quarter. They have upped their advantage over Duke to 38 to nothing. Again, Wake Forest looking good to go to 8-0 on the season. Cincinnati, they've already gotten 8-0 on the season. The number two ranked Bearcats, they had a tough time scoring early in New Orleans, but they end up pulling away from Tulane late, 31-12 the final there. Number 17, Pittsburgh. They could not take advantage of their home field today. Miami comes in and puts up 38 points on a usually stout defense from the Panthers. 38-34 the final. Pittsburgh falls to 6-2 and two on the season. Number 16, Baylor. They stay in the Big 12 race, getting the 7-1 after coming back to defeat Texas in Waco. 31-24 the final. Iowa State had an opportunity to stay in that Big 12 race. They have now fallen behind the Cyclones after winning over Oklahoma State last week. They lose in Morgantown to West Virginia, 38-31 the final. The Cyclones now 5-3. Coming up later this evening, number 15, Oklahoma State, just talking about the Cowboys. They look to rebound as they host Kansas. Number 18, Auburn. They will be hosting Ole Miss on the Plains and number 10 Rebels trying to get to 7-1 on the season. Auburn trying to stay, trying to get above the Rebels and stay in that race in the SEC West behind Alabama. Alabama has the week off. Number 19, SMU at Houston. 7-0 at 6-1 tonight. Watch out for that game. Watch out for the game in Starkville. Number 12, uh, Kentucky trying to stay just behind Georgia in that second place tier in the SEC East. They're taking on Mississippi State. Number 11, Notre Dame, trying to get to 7-1. and one. They will host North Carolina. A couple of really interesting games, really late on the West Coast. Number 25, BYU, getting back into the rankings. They are 6-2. and two. They will host 6-2 and two Virginia in an out-of-conference matchup. That's a very intriguing game coming up at about kickoff around 9-15. At 9-30 Central Time, number 21, San Diego State, looking to stay undefeated. They'll host Mountain West rival Fresno State, who is 6-2 on the season. And then earlier this week, number 24, Coastal Carolina. They get to 7-1, and one, rebound after their loss last week. They beat Troy 35-28. to 28. In the FCS, we are closing in on the final in Springfield, North Dakota, trying to hold on and get to 4-4 four four on the year. They lead Missouri State 28-25 with 35 seconds left to play. North Dakota State, they're going to go to 8-0 on the year. They're going to stay in the top five of FCS. They lead Indiana State 44-0 early in the fourth, uh, fourth quarter. Northern Iowa, they're trying to stay above ground and get to 5-3, and three, but they are down at the uh, Unidome right now. Midway through the second quarter, Southern Illinois leads the Panthers 10-3. South Dakota State, they get to 6-2 and two with an easy win in Youngstown today over the Penguins of Youngstown State, 47-15, to 16-the final there. And in the Pioneer League, St. Thomas, they get a nice win today at home as they take down one of their new rivals, it's, you know, they're, they're trying to develop these new rivalries now that they're up to FCS, now that they're up to Division One. They beat Marist today 27-17 on the corner of Creighton and Summit in St. Paul. So a lot of stuff going on today. Steve will continue to monitor a couple of those games as they get down to the wire, but it's looking like the favorites are staying the favorites. They're, they're taking care of business today for the most part. Teams that aren't, teams like Iowa, you know, and Iowa State, uh, not not a good day for not a good no. day for for the state of Iowa today. Uh, yeah, not good. Good at all. day for Minnesota as they 
a move to the top of the Big Ten West as we head for November. It's extraordinary. 522, quick break, more college football final coming up momentarily. Uh, Pat Coleman's going to join us from D3.com. Any changes in the playoff picture today in D3? Whitewater won in the WIAC. St. John's Bethel in the MIAC. Were there any other surprises around Division Three? We'll get to that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. College football final continues. Steve Thompson in, Jonathan Lowe helping out with the scoreboards, and Kerry Clatt is our producer. And uh, we got another game report to, to get in here real quick uh, before we bring in Pat Coleman from D3Football.com. Gustavus at Carlton today, and David Pape joins us from Northfield today, and the Gusties get it done. They sure do, Steve. Uh, Gustavus bounced back in a big way from last week's loss to St. John's as the Gusties notched the 24-9 road victory. Both teams are now 6-2 and two on the season. It was the Gustavus defense that was the biggest factor in this one, holding the Knights, who had been averaging more than 33 points a game to a season-low nine points and only 261 yards of total offense. Gustavus collected five sacks and limited Carleton quarterback Jonathan Singleton to a career-worst 42% completion rate thanks to 10 pass breakups. Offensively, Gustavus quarterback Brett Huffendick, a native of Edina, was an efficient 18 for 24 for 253 yards and two touchdown passes, including a 62-yard scoring strike to Dalton Thielen late in the first quarter. Thielen, who hails from Cold Spring, Minnesota, finished the day with 10 catches for a whopping 190 receiving yards. Golden Valley's Jake Breitbach had the other touchdown reception for Gustavus, hauling in a four-yard pass with 13 seconds to go before halftime. That gave the Gussies a 16-0 lead at the break. Carlton trailed 24-3 in the fourth quarter when Singleton ran it in from three yards out for Carlton's lone touchdown of the day, but there was not going to be any Hail Mary or other magic at Laird Stadium this week as Gustavus' defense held firm on their final stand and came away with the 24-9 win. Next week, Gustavus welcomes St. Olaf to town while Carlton will play host to St. John's. All right, very good, David. Thanks for the call. You bet, Steve. Yeah, David Pape from Carlton. Once again, uh, one game to go in the MIAC. That's tonight. Hamlin at McAllister. They renew their rivalry uh, once again tonight under the lights at 7 o'clock. We want to bring in Pat Coleman from D3Football.com. And, uh, Pat, we, we start with the same question every week. Any surprises on your radar today in D3 that, that would could throw the playoff picture into turmoil? I don't know about turmoil. We had some things that very nearly happened, right? I, I don't know if you guys have yet talked about uh, UW Oshkosh uh, winning in the final seconds to uh, to hold off UW Stout, 43-36. Uh, Mount Union, you know Mount Union. I think uh, yep. your, your uh, audience probably knows Mount Union. They had to score uh, with a, a couple minutes left to beat Ohio Northern today, 42-35. Not a lot of upsets necessarily up and down the pole, but a lot of uh, – a lot of good games as uh, this season comes down to uh, the end of the regular season. Yeah, Whitewater cruises to victory today, and so did UW Lacrosse. They're in good shape, and St. John's and Bethel, uh, big wins today. St. John's over St. Scholastica, really struggling in the move up to the MIAC this year. Yeah, absolutely, right? I mean, St. Scholastica, a really young program right now, a bunch of freshmen. They didn't have enough players uh, in the program or in camp, basically, to play in the spring, uh, unlike a lot of the other uh, 
teams in the UMAC did uh, back when uh, Scholastica was in the UMAC. So going to take some growing pains. And you talked about Whitewater and lacrosse. I mean, that uh, showdown comes up next week at Whitewater at Perkins Stadium, and that's a game that uh, a lot of people will have their eyes on. Currently, those are number three and number 13 in the country, and it probably will stay pretty similar to that when the next poll comes out. All right. Uh, Pat, always uh, appreciate the update. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening. All right. All right, Pat Coleman, D3Football.com, with an update on what's happening around the country. Uh, No surprises of note, but the Mount Union one stands out for sure. Uh, Quick break. We're going to come back. We'll have the weather. Uh, We'll get an update on what's happening at the D2 level in the playoff picture there. Augustana in good shape. Bemidji State, that huge showdown next week at Northern State. Uh, What teams out of the Northern Sun are still in the mix uh, to get to the D2 playoffs, Matt Witwicky will join us from D2Football.com when we come back. And before the end of the hour, Cal Soderquist will preview uh, the Timberwolves and Nuggets tonight from Target Center tonight. Uh, Timberwolves 3-1 and one out of the gate, coming off a big win over the Bucks, And Giannis in Milwaukee. That's on the way here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. College football final continues. We'll have another rundown of all the scores. MIAC, Northern Sun, WIAC, St. Thomas wins out of the Pioneer League. Jonathan Lowe with the Big Ten and the Top 25. Right now we're going to take a deeper look at what's going on, D2, and the Northern Sun. Matt Witwicky joins us from D2Football.com. Matt, it's been a while. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, not nice weather in the area. We're not getting oh. snow this time of year, so we can't complain, right? Yeah, great football weather today, and it looks like it'll be pretty good again next week uh, for some big games. Let's start with Augustana. They beat Winona State 38-20. Their only blemish loss to rival Sioux Falls in the key to the city game. But Augustana right now in the driver's seat, but a tough one at UMD next week. Yeah, very much so. Uh, uh, watching Augustana in that key to the city game, you know, it, it basically it comes down to if they can go ahead and keep their quarterback uh, clean back there, they're going to throw for some yards down the field on you. They're going to defend really well. And uh, they're looking like the best team in the Northern Sun without any question about it. Yeah, and a uh, huge step toward the postseason. Uh, as Jeff Filling, their play-by-play guy, told me, at number one seed right now in the region, so they're in good shape. Another big game coming up. Bemidji State wins today, and uh, Northern State wins today, and they have a showdown in Aberdeen next week. They sure do. Uh, both teams I, I've seen up close, and uh, both can really sling the ball. This is a unprecedented year in the Northern Sun with uh, a handful of guys who are in the top 20 in the at the D2 level and throwing the ball uh, over 300 yards. And you're looking at, for example, Brandon Alt, who threw for six more scores for Bemidji today. They're going to be matching up with Hunter Troutman in his offense with Northern State. Both teams very, very good. Uh, right off the top, I'm probably favoring uh, Northern Sun in a contest like that because they've really stepped up against some of the stronger opponents in the, in the league. But uh, that's definitely one that I'm going to be tuning in for without a doubt. Yeah, and that, that is next week. Once again, Bemidji at Northern State in Aberdeen. Another thing that stands out, Sioux Falls up and down. They went on the road at Minnesota State. And uh, the Mavericks, a perennial power, really the gold standard in the Northern Sun for uh, at least the last seven, eight years for sure. 
uh, they're having a tough year, a down year in Mankato. Yeah, this reminds me a lot, Steve, of the 2016 season uh, that Todd Hoffner and his crew had where they were rebuilding after graduating a lot of very productive seniors. Uh, Shane Zilstra and Nate Gunn, who have been tremendous producers for them over the last handful of years, are no longer around, along with a lot of the defense that got them to a championship game in 2019. So, you know, in watching them right now, they're just a, a much different group from an identity standpoint. And uh, Sioux Falls, you know, took advantage of that with over 600 yards of offense today, which isn't something you normally hear from uh, a game at Mankato, that they're giving up those kind of yards. And uh, now their third loss there at Blakesley Stadium this season. Yeah, and that, that pretty much knocks them out of any thoughts. Sioux Falls already out of the mix when it comes to the postseason. So, Really, out of the northern sun at this point, as we head for November, Augustana and then Bemidji State or Northern State could be the reps in the E2 playoffs. Yeah, you know, obviously Duluth is still clinging on with two losses as well in that mix. And Augustana heads up there. Duluth's having a little bit of challenge because they went down to a third quarterback today in their win. Um, if they're with their first-string quarterback, John Larson, I think Duluth's almost as good as anybody in the conference. But overall, you're right. I mean, Augustana's certainly in the driver's seat. Uh, then you're going to have the winner of the Northern uh, Sun Bemidji game in a pretty good spot I think there's a real chance, Steve, that there may only be two teams from the conference that make the playoffs, but there's a lot of losses in this super region that they're in. There's no undefeated team, no fire-breathing dragon. So I wouldn't be shocked if a three-loss team did somehow slip in, but it does seem very unlikely. All right, Matt, good to visit with you. We'll do it again soon, okay? Sounds good, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. Matt Witwicky uh, joining us uh, from D2Football.com. Keeps a very close eye on the Northern Sun. And uh, once again, Augustana, that number one regional seed, and that's what you want to keep an eye on at, at this point in time. Out of the Northern Sun scores again. Augustana beat Winona State 38-20. Bemidji State wins at home beating Southwest Minnesota State 48-14. Marion Bismarck takes down Concordia St. Paul 42-17. Sioux Falls winner in Mankato beat Minnesota State 45-35. Northern State over MSU Moorhead 33-27. UMD wins at Minot State 34-21. And it was Upper Iowa getting their first win of the year, 42-41 over visiting Wayne State. That's a final in overtime. East of the St. Croix, the WIAC, all finals. Lacrosse, they're ranked. They win again. They beat Stevens Point 56-3, and they have a big showdown with Whitewater next week. Number three, Whitewater beat Eau Claire 48-6. It was River Falls beating Platteville 31-28. And Oshkosh wins in Menominee, beating Stout 43-36, a wild finish there. And uh, Pat Coleman gave us uh, a good picture of that. Back to the MIAC once again. St. John's rolls over St. Scholastica, 81-0 the final there at Clemens Stadium in Collegeville. Concordia beat Augsburg 44-21, good win for the Cobbers. Gustavus wins at Carlton 24-9, Bethel. Beat St. Ola 35-14. Bethel desperately trying to get that rematch at the end of the season against St. John's. The division uh, leaders will face off, and it looks like it'll be Bethel and St. John's again. So you're up to date on that scoreboard uh, here regionally. 
And let's jump over to the Big Ten and the Top 25. Quick rundown there. Don't forget, we're going to visit with Cal Soderquist before 6 o'clock, previewing the Timberwolves and the Nuggets. We'll get started with our coverage on that at 7.30 tonight. But uh, with a quick rundown of the Big Ten and the Top 25, one more time, here's Jonathan Lowe. Had to get the, the music going. Had to get that, that blood pumping, you know. It's all about getting the blood pumping because – it's a little chilly outside. You know, the, the temperatures have really started to take a downturn. And tomorrow it's going to be Halloween, last day of October. So we're getting into November. So it's it's just really entrenched now that we are in full regarding our Saturdays in the fall with college football here, there, and everywhere. So we start and get it rolling in the Big Ten. And it has just gone final in Evanston. Your Minnesota Golden Gophers have found their way to the top of the Western Division in the Big Ten. They beat Northwestern 41-14, to now are 6-2 and on the season, and they are now 4-1 and in conference. Well, wonders never cease. I'm just, it's, it's amazing after what happened a few weeks ago against Bowling Green that the Gophers would find themselves in this position above Iowa, above Wisconsin, above Purdue at the top of the standings. Unbelievable. And now the Gophers will continue to pad their lead as they get Illinois next week. Uh, Illinois being a little bit woeful on the season. We'll get to their uh, their result in a second. Other game going on right now in Lincoln. Purdue has responded. They are now up on Nebraska 28-17. With the ball and about three and a half minutes to play, they're looking to get to five and three on the season and now stay in that race behind Minnesota in the Big Ten West. Finals from earlier today in Maryland gets to five and three. They break their three-game losing streak with a 38-35 win over Indiana. Number nine, Iowa, takes their second consecutive loss, second consecutive loss within the division as they lose N. With Madison against Wisconsin, 27-7 the final. The Badgers get to 5-3 and three and now are tied with Iowa, now ahead on a tiebreaker, a game behind, a half game, excuse me, behind Minnesota. No, I'm sorry, a game behind Minnesota for second in the Big Ten West. The big game of the day, number eight Michigan State, number six Michigan in East Lansing. The Spartans fall down by 16 in the second half. They respond and get a 37-33 win over the Wolverines. The Spartans now 8-0 on the season. The Wolverines fall to 7-1, and and they both have to play a couple of teams coming up. That Their game's coming up here in just about 45 minutes. Another final from earlier today, Illinois. We talked about them earlier. They're coming in on a loss as Rutgers goes into Champaign and beats the Illini 20-14. to That game coming up in about 45 minutes, number 5, Ohio State, number 20, Penn State, from the horseshoe in Columbus. The Buckeyes looking very impressive since that loss early in the year to Oregon. They will try to get to 7-1 and one on the season and stay atop that Eastern Division standing with Michigan State. To the top 25 scoreboard, it is getting late in Eugene. Midway through the fourth quarter, number 7, Oregon, is easily on top of Colorado, 45-21 there. It is getting really late in Norman, number 4, Oklahoma, Pretty, pretty assured they're going to 9-0 and on the year. They lead over Texas Tech 52-14. It has just gone final in Jacksonville. The cocktail party goes the way of the dogs. And, and some bad news, Steve, that defense, that, that points, per, uh, points per game against them is going to rise because Florida got a touchdown late. Uh, the, the, 
the Gator, the Gators just had no chance today. 34-7 the final. Number one Georgia goes to 8-0 on the season. And again, impressive on defense this afternoon. Number 13, Wake Forest. They will go to 8-0 unless something catastrophic happens. They lead Duke early in the fourth quarter, 45 to nothing. That's right, the Demon Deacons, they could possibly crack the top 10 with an 8-0 record come Monday. Number two, Cincinnati, earlier today, they had to fight early, but they pulled away late against Tulane. They win 31-12, get to 8-0 on the season themselves. Number 17, Pittsburgh, they fall at home to Miami, 38-34. Number 16, Baylor, they come from behind, a double-digit deficit, Turns into a seven-point win, 31-24 over Texas. The Bears now 7-1 and one on the season. Number 22, Iowa State. They got a big win over the Cowboys of Oklahoma State last week. They could not keep that momentum rolling. They fall at West Virginia, 38-31. Coming up in about 15 minutes, those same Cowboys from Oklahoma State, they are number 15 in the country. They will host Kansas tonight. Number 18, Auburn, will host number 10, Ole Miss, again at the top of the hour. Another game at the top of the hour. Number 19, SMU, 7-0 on the season, will be at 6-1 Houston. Very intriguing game. Number 12, Kentucky, they're about ready to kick off in Starkville against Mississippi State. Coming up in about 45 minutes, same kickoff time as uh, Penn State, Ohio State. Number 11, Notre Dame, they will be at home taking on North Carolina late tonight. Two intriguing games. Number 25, BYU at 6-2 on the season, will host 6-2 Virginia in Provo. Then number 21, San Diego State. They're 7-0, trying to get to 8-0 on the year. They will host the Bulldogs of Fresno State, 6-2 on the season. Earlier this week, number 24, Coastal Carolina, they rebounded from a loss last week. They beat Troy 35-28. In the FCS, oh, so close for North Dakota. They cannot get back to 4-4 on the season. They lose in the last minute in Springfield to Missouri State, 32-28 the final. The Fighting Hawks stay below 500 at 3-5. Just a heartbreaker for North Dakota. North Dakota State, no problems there. They get to 8-0 on the season. They beat Indiana State 44-2. Yeah, that's kind of an odd score there, but that's what happened. 44-2 is the final. It's approaching halftime at the Unidome in Cedar Falls. Northern Iowa is trailing Southern Illinois 13-3 to with about 40 seconds left to play in the half. South Dakota State was a winner today. Get to 6-2 and on the season. They beat Youngstown State 47-16. to And in the Pioneer League, St. Thomas, they get to 4-2 and on the year as they take down Marist over there in St. Paul. 27-7 the final. And again, a pretty good year early on for St. Thomas as they transition to Division One. All right, very good, Jonathan. Outstanding job. Quick break. We're going to preview the Timberwolves, and they host the Nuggets. They're three and one out of the game. Couple other football notes: Vikings take on the Cowboys tomorrow night, Halloween night, U.S. Bank Stadium. Both teams coming out of the bye week. And what we've learned today, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott will be a game-time decision. Uh, th- there's a lot of theories, uh, you know, that, that he's going to play. But uh, the latest is Dak, a game-time decision, Vikes and Cowboys tomorrow night. Latest line I saw uh, was the Vikings underdogs at home by a field goal to the Cowboys on Sunday night. Also, uh, the Wild are in action there in Denver tonight to take on the Colorado Avalanche. And then the Loons tomorrow at high noon at Allianz Field have a huge match against Sporting KC. 
They need three points. Right now they're below the playoff line in the MLS Western Conference. When we come back, we'll talk Timberwolves with Cal Soderquist. They're on the home of the Wolves. News Talk, E3OWCCO. Winding down a college football final on this Saturday, and uh, we're going to preview the Timberwolves and the Nuggets tonight at Target Center a little bit later. Start pregame 7.30, tip just after 8 o'clock. Cal Soderquist will get us started at 7.30. Alan Horton with all the play-by-play, and then Cal will close it out on the postgame show as well. And He's good enough to join us right now. A little bit of a late night, Cal. Timberwolves... Uh, playing really well and have to be feeling good after going into Milwaukee and beating Giannis and the Bucks. I think so. Yeah, you mentioned late night, later start, but also it should be a really fun night here at the Target Center. I think we've got a pretty good crowd uh, expected, and obviously, as you mentioned, Wolves and Nuggets, it, it's always kind of a lot of fun when these two teams meet up, and I think uh, we're in for a good one tonight if, you know, Wednesday's big win over the Bucks is any indication of how uh, the Wolves might come out and play tonight. Yeah, for sure, and it, it's still early, it's still October, but uh, nevertheless, Denver is one of those teams that, that you can kind of get a feel for where you're at overall because uh, they're a good, solid team in the NBA's Western Conference. Oh, absolutely, and, you know, if anything, injuries kind of derailed uh, what was sort of a, you know, they were in, in the title contention conversation last yep. year, and then losing Jamal Murray, um, he's obviously still out after sustaining that ACL injury in, you know, the spring of last season. So it'll be a, a while before he's back in the lineup. Uh, something to monitor as we get closer to tip-off here, Nikola Jokic um, hurt his knee earlier this week uh, and did play in last night's game as the Nuggets took care of business at home against the Dallas Mavericks. And Jokic actually was able to sit out the entire fourth quarter because the Nuggets were up, up comfortably um, he's listed as probable tonight, but it's you know it's the second end of a back-to-back. So, as fans and as viewers and listeners, we we obviously want that Carl Anthony Towns Nikola Jokic matchup because they're two of the most skilled big men in the league. Uh, but we'll see how the Nuggets sort of uh, handle. You know, he's he's got a banged-up knee, and maybe they look at on the second end of a back-to-back. Uh, maybe not resting him, but maybe giving him some limited minutes here tonight. We'll see. Well, we we found out about Anthony Edwards a year ago, and Ant's off to a great start. And Ant's worth the price of admission already in his young NBA career. Oh, 100%. And I think some of the, you know, the finishing plays he had down the stretch of the win Wednesday against the Bucks, where, you know, the Wolves obviously had that. They had a comfortable uh, eight-point lead at the half, and then, you know, they really stretched it to uh, 15 entering the fourth quarter. But the offense got stagnant and, and at least cold for a little while, and they basically turned to Ant for some big, big buckets down the stretch of that one. And now, you know, we saw him feed off the crowd uh, at the last three-game homestand to start the season here in this building, and I expect he'll probably do more of the same in terms of feeding off the energy tonight. Um, also just not only, you know, the big plays and the big buckets when the team needed it the most in Wednesday's win, but also great comments uh, after Monday's loss to the Pelicans where the team was a little bit flat, the ball movement wasn't what they wanted it to be, and Ant seems more and more comfortable now in just still his second year, but in kind of assuming a leadership role with this team and speaking out um, when he needs to if, if something isn't, you know, like he or Cat or D'Lo expected to be. 
Well, Cal, it's good to visit with you. We look forward to the pregame. 7.30 tonight, tip after 8 with Alan Horton. Uh, thanks, as always. Of course. Yeah, should be a lot of fun tonight. Thanks, Steve. All right, there he is, Cal Soderquist, Timberwolves Radio Network. You'll hear them all, all season long on the home of the Timberwolves News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Quickly, thanks all around. Kerry Clatt, our producer, Jonathan Lowell with Scoreboards. My name is Steve Thompson. Most of all, thanks uh, to you uh, for tuning in. And by the way, this game is swung. Cowboys open two-and-a-half-point favorites. Vikes at the moment favored by three because Dak Prescott is a game-time decision tomorrow night. Oh, the drama builds. Enjoy your Saturday night in the Timberwolves and Nuggets here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.